Welcome to the Junk Refund Show, hosted by Alan J. Cook, founder of 1-800-JUNK-REFUND. Have you ever paid those expensive junk removal companies to take away some of your stuff? Only to say to yourself, as a truck drives off down the street, some of that stuff wasn't junk. Did they try to sell it for you and give you some money back? No. Well, now there is a company that can do just that. Listen to our weekly junk refund show on BBS Radio TV to learn how one lady spent $375 on junk removal and got $3,200 back. 1-800-JUNK-REFUND represents the next generation of junk removal. Learn how to not only save your money on junk removal, but how to get some money coming back. Plus, purchase one of our radio vouchers during the show to save even more on your junk removal. Let's get the junk out of your home and out of your life. Now, with your host... Alan J. Cook. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another highlight of my week, Thursdays at 3 Eastern, where I get to come on bbsradio.com, radio and TV, and a great producer, Don Newsom, who does a great job every week. It's just fun to come on and be able to talk about the world of junk removal, um, this might be the only radio show in the country that does that. And if that's the case, then I guess we could brag that we have the longest running radio show in history for junk removal, ha! Huh. which makes me feel great. We'll have to double check that and see if that's accurate. But it feels good to say that, I can tell you that. I am coming to you live from my place in North Bethesda, Maryland, and having a great time today doing some wonderful things. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I'm doing and why I'm so excited and what my life has been like for the last uh, three days. Um, one of the things that I like to talk about on this show, and, it, and this show is all about 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, and just some basics about that. We are a hauling and junk removal business headquartered in the Bethesda, Maryland area. We do jobs around the country. We've been to many of the 48 states. Um, doing junk removal and hauling stuff away, etc. If you want to get a sense for some of the adventures that we go on, go to our YouTube channel, which is 1-800-JUNK-REFUND on YouTube, and just watch the videos of customers that we've helped, jobs that we've done, stuff that we've sold for people. It's just a big adventure. It really is. And I think the last one that we put on was an experience we had two weeks ago up in Boston where we had a wonderful time and had some great results and great things happen. And you can watch about a six or seven minute video of what my adventure was like up there and uh, how it all came together and, and it worked for everybody. It's a, it's just a, it's just a great thing. So you can check out the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe to it. If you want to get more information and more updates on what we're doing and some of our latest adventures, but this company and this job, really is an adventure. Uh, I was talking to a lady about an hour ago from, I can't remember the city name all of a sudden, um, out in Delaware, at Bear, I think it's Bear, Delaware, 
who is going to have us go out there and haul away a box truck full of stuff from her place. And she's got good stuff. She sent me some photos of it. But she complimented me on the company and what we do and how it's unique. And she said, I've looked. I've, I've been on the web. I've looked for other companies. Nobody does what you guys do. And I'm downsizing, and this stuff I have is good stuff, and I don't want it to just go to a landfill. And I don't want to pay one of these expensive junk removal companies you know, to have them come get my stuff and then have them just take it to a landfill or maybe donate it. But you guys sell stuff or at least try to sell it, and that makes me feel good. At least we're trying to find a place for some of this stuff instead of just tossing it and throwing it away. And I went, yep, that's the whole idea. That's the concept, hence the name refund. I always have to kind of stop and tell people what the word refund means because I guess it could mean a lot of different things to different people, but as a general rule, it means money that you get back, something you get back after you first pay for something. So that suggests that you pay us to haul your stuff away, and then if we sell some of it, you get some money back. That's the correct interpretation of our name and what we do. A lot of times people think we buy their stuff. They think, a ref you know, I get a refund for my junk, so he's going to buy my junk and then do whatever he wants to with it. We get calls every day from around the country, people asking us, you know, sometimes do you buy, you know, you want to buy my 30-year-old couch? And we went, hey, we love you, but no. And <laughs> and we get calls all the time for cleaning out stuff. So it looks like we're headed to Bear, Delaware, which is only a couple hours from where I am, to do a job. And we've been contracted to do a job up in Long Island to clean out a house up there for a lady who just sold her house and wants to get her stuff out of there but doesn't want it, you know, to just all head to the local Long Island landfill or whatever. So we're kind of excited about that. So we go all over the country. We try to make videos of when we go out and do this. We put those on the YouTube channel and uh, just gives you a fun place to go to see what it's like in the junk removal business. So that is a little bit about what we do. A quick comment about our radio vouchers. We in the Washington, D.C. area, if you live in the, in the, in the mid-Atlantic area around Washington, D.C., you can get a great deal on this radio show. If you call up, which is call the show during the show, so it's Thursdays between 3 and 4 Eastern time, you call the 888-627-6008 number. And again, that's 888-627-6008. You'll talk to our producer, Don, with his golden radio voice, and you'll see what I mean when you talk to him. And you just leave him your name and number, and after the show, he will send me your name and number. You won't be on the show. You'll just give your information. He'll send me that information, and I will then send you a link that allows you to buy a pickup truckload of junk removal for $79, which is normally $229. That is the lowest price that we have available for that quantity of stuff to be hauled away. Even if you go to Groupon, where you get great deals, and we've done a lot of jobs for Groupon over the years, if you come to go to the Groupon site and you look us up, it's 99 bucks on there. The radio show, it's 79 bucks, but you have to call in the show to get the vouchers. So we mail out postcards all the time um, that are kind of geared towards the radio show to just let people know we're on the radio, and it tells them how to call in and get that voucher. So you can buy two of them, actually, as well. You're, there's a limit of two, but you can buy two of them. And... Um, if you did that, you'd pay a little bit less than $160 for what is normally now half of a 
box truckload of stuff, which runs around 350 to 395. So anyway, it's a great deal. Just a shout out for the vouchers. So if you're in the DC area and you're listening to this and you want a great deal on junk removal, call the show in the next 45 minutes, 888-627-6008, and just give some basic information to Don and he'll forward it to me and you'll walk away with a steal of a deal for junk removal in the Washington area. So, so every week we talk about junk removal and how to get some of the junk out of your homes and out of your lives and et cetera. Today we're going to talk a little bit more about how to get it out of your life, but I do want to highlight a couple of other things that we're doing. One of the things I created, which I think is unique in the junk removal industry, is a declutter calendar. This is a wall calendar, but it's not, it's not your typical wall calendar. Regardless of what month during the year you order it, you get a calendar that has the next 12 succeeding months in it. So if you order it in November, you're not just going to get one or two months of stuff. You're going to get from November of 2024 to November of 2025. But the cool thing is that every day on that calendar, there is one simple task listed that you can do easily in a couple of minutes. It's not a big deal to help declutter your life and declutter your home. And what happens is people just, because we're normal humans, right? People over time bring stuff home and it clutters up the garage or the house or whatever, at least in a prosperous country like this, right? But it just accumulates, but it doesn't all accumulate, you know, in 24 hours. It accumulates in 20 years or five years or whatever it might be. So, as this stuff kind of accumulates, you didn't bring it into your home or your office or your garage all at once, and we're going to suggest you don't necessarily need to get rid of it all at once. The junk removal industry exists because people have too much stuff, and they're in transit, and they can't take all their stuff with them, and they want somebody to come and get rid of this stuff that's just piled up. And so that's why the industry exists. Well, one of the things you can do is start to chip away at some of this declutter stuff just on your own by following this calendar. And it, you know, some days it'll tell you, um, and in fact, we did this, we ought to do this again because I have a copy of this calendar right here with me. I, I always ask my, my producer, Don, my good buddy to just, you know, just for fun, give me, give me a month and a day in 2024, just the month and the day of that month. And, and I will look on the calendar right now and I'll tell you, what the task is for that particular day. So, Don, when, you, when you're when you ready anytime, just chime out a, a, a month and a day, and I'll go to the calendar, and I'll give you an example of what's on the calendar for this year on that particular day. And you'll get a sense of how this works. Go ahead. Well, um, okay, you got it. Um, let's try... March 6th. Awesome. Read read for 10 minutes. That's your thing for that day. March 6th, just read for 10 minutes. I used to work for a company called the Franklin Covey Company, and we did time management for people, and we helped people set their goals and try to achieve their goals literally around the world. There were three things that people always tended to say in these seminars that they wished they were better at, and one of, them was, one of them was sleep more, one of them was lose weight, 
and one of them was read more. Okay, so March 6th of this year, that's a Wednesday, just says read for 10 minutes. That's how we help you get some of the junk out of your life on March 6th of this year. All right, Don, give me another one. All right, well, just to clarify, does that mean reading a book or reading the Internet or reading anything? Anything. It's up to you. Ah, I like just, it. Just read. Just read for 10 <laughs> minutes, yeah. All right, Good how about question. April 22nd? April 22nd is a Monday. By the way, that is the day, and this is the other thing about the calendar, all of the basic holidays you would expect to be on the calendar are on the calendar. April 22nd is a Monday where it says Passover begins. It's also Earth Day, but above that it says replace some light bulbs. Okay? So most of us have some light bulbs in our homes that are burned out. And this is just the thing that says find a light bulb and replace it that day. That, that improves your life, right? But it's a simple thing that's easy to do. All right, Don, give me one more. All right, let's go into... Uh... September 21st. Good choice. Let's see what we got. September 21st is a Saturday, and that says toss three photos in frames. Now, what I mean by that is I've gone into lots of homes, and on the fireplace mantle, there are 30 photos in frames of family pictures or something, right? And those are all mean something to the homeowner. The problem is you can't really see most of those because they're two and three deep, right? And so it kind of leaves an impression that, wow, it's kind of cluttered. All I'm suggesting is find some photos that, you, that again, if they mean something to you, don't toss them. But as a way of decluttering, just look around and see if you've got some stuff you know, photos that are around somewhere that for some reason you're going, you know what, I can live without that one. And kind of declutter a little bit. The, the impetus for this was how many times we see on a coffee table in somebody's home 25 photos of people. And you can't really see any of the photos because they're so cluttered. And if you can't see them, you have to question why they're there. And I guess they're there for sentimental reasons, right? But just double-check and see if there are three photos someplace in your home that you can get rid of that won't ruin your life if you got rid of them, if that makes sense. So anyway, there is, a, there is a sample of what we're talking about, and they're just random ideas kind of covering different areas of people's lives that help you get the junk out of your life and declutter your home a little bit at a time. And you can imagine, if you, if you want to get rid of three photos on September 21st, how long is that going to take? Maybe five minutes at the most, right? And you may look at your photos and go, no, I don't want to get rid of any of them. Okay, fine. At least you've double-checked that part of your home and taken a fresh look at it, whereas otherwise you probably wouldn't stop to do that. You'll just, you're accustomed to the photos being where they are, and you won't touch them. But if you've got a, a shelf, a bookcase, uh, a coffee table, you know, whatever it might be, the top of your fridge where you've got a whole bunch of photos there, big and small, and there's so many you can't really see which ones are there, you might want to pull a few out and kind of declutter it a little bit. Anyway, that's the idea for that. If you want a declutter calendar, regardless of where you live, 
these calendars sell on our website for 59 bucks. If you want one and you want to call the station during the show, we'll give you 10 bucks off and you get one for 49 bucks. And just call Don and give him your name and number. He'll need an address so we can have it shipped to you. And we'll send you a calendar that has 12, the next 12 months of stuff on it. And you'll save 10 bucks because you called into the show to do it. So I, I think we'll make this a, just a regular, a regular thing that we'll mention each week on the show, a declutter calendar. And by the way, on the top of the calendar every month, there is a, a, a real photo of something we did in our business where either somebody sold something and they got some money back or just different, different experiences that we've had, different, you know, just, just things that we've done over the years that are kind of memorable. And it's kind of fun to see these photos. One of them, I think it's in the month of April, has a guy on there who looks like he just bought the world. I mean, he just looks like the most excited guy in the world. And what he did was he bought an old gaming video gaming machine, kind of like a pinball machine, but more of a video game machine. And he is as happy as a lark because someone paid us to haul it away. We put it up for sale. And this guy came by. He collects these. And this guy came by and bought this for like 400 bucks. And so you'll see photos of like some of them are before and after shots that we've done. Some of them are actual people who bought stuff. Some are people who sold stuff and got a check. All these different aspects of our business are represented on the calendar. So I think we're going to do this each week. We'll mention this calendar. And if you call into the radio show, you can save 10 bucks on this and we'll ship one to you. Um, and you'll be a happy camper. So yeah, I don't think anything like this exists in the world. I don't think anybody's done a kind of a junk removal calendar, so to speak, but I haven't really stopped and Googled it either. But I think this is kind of a, a creative thing that not only helps you declutter your house, but can also help you declutter your life as you go along as well. And you just do it a little bit at a time. And that's one of the secrets. And I'm a big fan of that concept of putting time on your side, not fighting against it. So if you want to get rid of you know, suppose you suppose there were three items a day that you decluttered out of your home, right? Different items, just not not big stuff, just little individual items. In the course of a year, that's over a thousand things you're going to get out of your house. You probably don't have a thousand things in your house. I, I mean, you know what I mean. So, it's just a simple, easy way. Takes very little effort, but the over time, the results that you get can be dramatic, and you know, you can go out there and buy calendars for 30 bucks that show you 12 cats during the year, right? And that's great. All due respect to cats, right? But they don't help you declutter your house and your life, and they don't help you read more, and they don't help you, you know, kind of get your life a little more organized one day at a time. But the 2024 declutter calendar will do that. And call Don at 888-627-6008. Do these even ship internationally, by the way, and we will send you a calendar and the price is 49 bucks instead of 59 bucks. And that's one thing we can do to help you declutter your life on a daily basis. We'll take a break here for a minute and uh, we'll come back in about a minute or so and we'll continue with the Junk Refund Show on BBS Radio TV, where we have a lot of fun teaching people every week how to get the junk out of their, out of their living rooms and their garages, but also out of their lives. I'm your host, Alan Cook. We'll be right back. 
Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Hey, welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. I'm your host, Alan Cook, coming to you live from North Bethesda, Maryland, where we are headquartered here. We go around the country doing junk removal jobs for people. Um, And I want to just tell you a little bit about what my life's been like the last few days, because I live an adventurous life. I may live one of the most adventurous lives, except for people like Taylor Swift who have their own, you know, jet, okay? But, by the way, speaking of her, we have sent her an invitation in a couple of different ways to see if she'll be a guest on the show, on this show, on Thursday, December 12th, because her birthday is Friday, December 13th. I discovered this about two weeks ago. My mother's birthday is Friday, December 13th. And I don't know how old Taylor turns. I'm going to say low to mid-30s, probably. My mother turns 94 this December 13th. I'm trying to get Taylor on the show the day before so Taylor can sing happy birthday to my mom and maybe I'll do a duet with her or something and, and surprise my mom and video it. But I'm, I'm trying to get Taylor Swift on the show. I'm just telling you that is a truism and um, I'm having fun with that idea. So anyway, but I live an adventurous life. Let me tell you what I did. And this kind of explains or kind of will illustrate the importance and the fun of focusing on the different areas of your life and trying to beef it up a little bit or or improve it in some way. Most people, if not all people, to one degree or another, have a spiritual side of their life. If you believe in God, that's the direction you go for the spiritual side of your life. If you're an avid churchgoer, you have a spiritual side of your life and you take an hour or two or something each week to go to church services. Or maybe you stop in... At, at your local church and you participate in mass for five minutes a day. I have, I have done jobs, or not jobs, I have been out driving around town and have pulled into um, a wonderful place, and I'm going to see if I can remember the name of this park. I think it's Gravelly, G-R-A-V-E-L-L-Y, Gravelly Park. You should put that on your to-do list if you're in the Washington, D.C. area, because it's just an open park with bike paths and stuff along the Potomac River, across the river from the Jefferson Memorial, and directly due north of the runway for Reagan National Airport. Now, I have gone to that park when I've had nephews and brothers and sisters and family and stuff, girlfriends, you know, come into town. I have gone down to that park because when the planes are landing at Reagan National from the north, 
they will come in, they will circle around, and they will come south on basically following the Potomac River, and they literally come down right over that park before they land at Reagan National Airport. So if you ever want to be like, I don't know, 200 feet, maybe, maybe less than that, uh, let's say 200 feet, directly below a screaming 737, this is the way to do it, and it's free. So you go to Gravelly Point in, I guess it's technically northern Virginia, like Arlington, Virginia, and if the planes are landing from the north, which they frequently do, those babies are going to fly right over your head before they touch down at the airport. You can't get that close to a moving jet in very many places, but you can at Gravelly Point in Arlington, Virginia. So I'm down there one day, and I'm probably had a few minutes from work or something like that. Maybe I had somebody with me. I can't remember, but I think I was by myself. And I pull into the parking lot, and lo and behold, here is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick my neck out and say this person was Muslim, and they are in the parking lot. This is a cab driver. He's in the parking lot midday, lays a small floor mat or rug on the ground, maybe a towel of some kind, faces east, and starts to pray. Now, you tell me, I mean, I'm, I've been a religious guy for 65 years. I've never gotten out of a car in public, in a public parking lot, and knelt down on the ground and started to pray. I saw somebody do this, the same thing, in a parking lot when I went to an auto parts store in Rockville, Maryland. I pull in in a, let's say, a pickup truck, and here's another guy who I think works for the local metro subway system here in his uniform on a mat out on the ground, knelt down, facing east, bowing down, saying a prayer. Now, I don't really care what you say in the prayer or who you're praying to or which direction you face, but I'm the first guy that would stand up and say, you know what, we'd have a better society if all of us said a prayer every day, right? Let alone five times a day, like some of these guys do. I was just quite impressed with this. So my point is, most of us, in some regard, have a spiritual side of our life. It's, it's, you may not believe in God, but you may like to go for a, a nature walk because it elevates you and takes you to a little bit higher level in your life. Or wherever you get your inspiration from, right, is kind of the broad category for the spiritual side of your life. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have temples around the world that we build. And we currently right now have about 183 of these around the world, and we have 150 more under construction. Now, I'll let you do the math on what this is costing our church, but it's a very big number. And we don't use these buildings to go to worship services on Sunday. We have other buildings, chapels, that we use to go. These are temples. This is kind of a Mecca-type place for us, or for the Jewish folks, it's the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. It's the, it's the pinnacle of where you go to get inspiration and guidance from God. But there's special things that happen inside these temples that are kind of uniform around the world. But I, as the spiritual side of my life, I decided back in January of 2017 that what I would do, and, and, we're, and the church is always encouraging us, you know, take some time out of your busy life and go 
for an hour or two to one of your local temples, right? Because you'll feel better and you'll get inspiration and good things will happen. And you basically go there and you say, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to live my life this way. And he's also saying, okay, if you do, I'm going to bless you. So we go, you know, we go back there to remind ourselves of kind of what we're trying to do in life and uh, make our lives better. It's that simple. So in January 2017, I said, okay, I'm going to just have a goal to go to go to take some time each month to go to one of these temples twice a month. And each time you go, it's about anywhere from an hour to two hours. And I thought, you know, once a month is good, twice a month is better. I don't necessarily have time to go three or four times, but the thing that I decided to do to make it kind of fun and, and even more exciting was to try and make it different temples. Now, that's a challenge. That's kind of fun. I have a lot of family out in Utah. The church that I belonged to was, was kind of migrated to Utah from the east back in the 1800s, and so the world headquarters are now out in Salt Lake City. So we've got so many members of our church out there, we're building temples all up and down the state out there. But I decided in January 2017 to do this. If you go to two temples a month in a year, you'll go to 24 temples in a year. We have about 86 of them in the United States, including Alaska and Hawaii. If you go twice a month for what has now been, what's that, seven years? And two of those years are dead because of COVID. They had to close the temples, right? Well, yours truly has now been to 84 of the 86 temples in the United States, including two in Hawaii, one in Anchorage, Alaska, and from Boston to Fort Lauderdale and from San Diego to Seattle. I've been all over, and very few, if any, members of our 17 million member church around the world have done this. It's just not really done, and it's not why we build them. We don't build them so people can go, oh, I went to this one, I went to this one. That's not the purpose of them. I, I think God could care less, honestly, how many temples you went to if you're a member of this church, but I think he does care a great deal if you go to a temple, and so we are encouraged a lot to go. So with that as a backdrop, my one of my times to take off and go visit another temple was Monday and Tuesday of this week. And the, there are only three of them in the United States I had not been to. One of them is in Moses Lake, Washington, which is about halfway between Seattle and Spokane. One is in Bentonville, Arkansas, These are, and one is in Orem, Utah, coincidentally my hometown, those three are the only three I have not been to. So shout out to my friends at Frontier who fly into Seattle. I bought eight months ago a Go Wild Pass for that airline for 600 bucks, and it allows me to fly free for a year. Now, free means the airfare is one penny. That's really true domestically. But you have to pay the airport taxes, which Frontier doesn't control. So my round-trip ticket to Seattle, Washington, I'm not making this up, was $73 round-trip. Frontier's big main hub is in Denver. So Monday morning, I got on the plane. I basically said, okay, I'm just going to kind of let the truck sit and put work on hold, not like totally on hold, but I'm just going to you know, be mobile and go strengthen the spiritual side of my life. And I fly to Denver. And I stay there for a few hours, which gives me time to do work and answer calls and stuff. Then I fly into Seattle. 
and I get to Seattle Monday afternoon about 5 o'clock. Now, that's kind of amazing if you think about it. You can go from Washington, D.C. to Seattle in a matter of only a few hours for what works out to be about 38 bucks. okay? And they even, you know, there's food available for you while you're flying. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny. Got to pay for it on Frontier, but, uh, you know. So anyway, I end up in Seattle. Then it's time to rent a car because this spoke, this uh, temple in Moses Lake, which I had never been to Moses Lake before, is about three-hour drive back east. I basically do a U-turn at SeaTac Airport, get a rental car, and head back. So shout out to the folks at Priceline, where I went in on Priceline's app on my phone, looked for rental cars available from SeaTac, and, and I'm not making this number up, they had a bunch of cars available for $16 for a day with unlimited miles. So I went in and said, okay, give me a mid-sized car. And I reserved the car. And I guess with maybe taxes from the airport or something, the total that I paid on my credit card when I made the reservation was 31 bucks. That's it. So I get to the airport. This was from Fox Rental Car, which I haven't really used before, but they had great rates and, hey, you know, why not? So I went to there. They took me on a show, took me over to the rental car place. I hopped. I got there with Fox, and the people at the counter said, well, <laughs> we have good news and bad news. The bad news is we don't have any of the mid-sized cars yet. The good news is we'll give you a free upgrade to an SUV or a, or a uh, premier car for free. And I went, give me the premier car. So they put me in this hot black Dodge Charger, which when you hop in the car and you look at the speedometer, that sucker goes to 140 miles an hour, okay? That's called exciting. And so, and they take a deposit. Here's a shout out for Fox Rental Car. Most of these rental car companies, of course, they want to deposit on a credit card when you rent the car. Those deposits are typically two to 300 bucks. That's average. I went to Atlanta one time, and they wanted no deposit. That was Enterprise. I loved that. That was a nice surprise. Fox's cost or deposit is only 150 bucks, and you get that back when you turn the car in. So I'm going, this is the greatest thing in the world. For $16, I got a hot Dodge Charger that will go 140 miles an hour, which I'm not planning to take it to that, but I am going to drive at half that speed. And so I take off about 530. Monday afternoon, and I head east on Interstate 90 to Moses Lake, Washington. Now, about that time of the day on the West Coast, it's getting dark. So as I'm going up, I go over some, I'm going to call it Snoqualmie, I'm making that up, pass, which is the highest point in the mountains in that area. You go up over that pass. So there was snow piled up on both sides of the freeway, but the freeway was, I guess, a little bit wet, but not icy and snow covered or anything. So I put that car on 70 miles an hour, did my GPS on my phone. I'm 170 miles away from Moses Lake, Washington. Boom, off I go, cruising in this Dodge Charger. And, and I'm just having the time of my life. And I don't mind. I'm one of these crazy guys that doesn't mind, you know, five or six-hour flight, plus now a three-hour drive, because I've got an overall goal that I'm working on, and to me it's worth the sacrifice and the cost, especially when the cost is so small. So I end up at Moses Lake, Washington. Shout out to a website that, that a, a past girlfriend told me about, which, which is Trivago. I went to Trivago to book a hotel, 
And the Quality Inn in Moses Lake, Washington, had a $65 rate for a king-size non-smoking room with free breakfast. I'm going, sign me up. So I made the reservation on the phone, showed up there. Um, everything was great. Stayed there that night, got up the next morning, got free breakfast, and the temple, the Moses Lake Washington Temple that I am going to visit, and I have an appointment to be there at 9 o'clock Tuesday morning, is about two miles away. So I go over to the temple. This is my, let's say it's my 83rd or 84th temple I've been to, all over the country I've been. And so I always have somebody take a photo of me out in front of the temple, and then I put that on a website. And if, if you don't believe what I'm telling you, I'm telling you it's true. You can go to, and this is a long name, but you can go to Church of Jesus Christ Temple Trek, T-R-E-K dot com, and you'll see me standing in front of the Moses Lake Washington Temple. I write a review, not a review, just a blog post of each of these trips, and I always like to try to get some kind of a meal in there because I'm going all around the country, and, you know, the food's different in different parts of the country, and I like to do that as well. So I go, I go there Tuesday morning at 9. These nice people inside who are volunteers or they're full-time missionaries for our church where they, they basically volunteer for like two years or something, and they go in and do this. And many of these are older couples nicest people in the world. So I go in there, I've got an appointment, I scan my little pass that gets me into the temple, and they look at me and they say, welcome, Mr. Cook, or welcome, Brother Cook, is what they say. And I feel like I'm right at home. Two hours later at 11 o'clock, I'm done. I come back out. I think because of the fog that was there in the morning, I took the photo when I came back out. And there is another temple that I've visited, now I only have two left in the United States that I haven't been to, and I'm going to the Orem, Utah Temple, my hometown, next Monday night. I'll be there Tuesday morning, and it's literally going to be a 24-hour trip. Flying in from Washington, have lunch with my sister, see my mom, go to the temple for about two hours, turn around, catch the flight, go to Denver, come back. Whammo. And that flight, by the way, round trip next week, $63. Cheaper than going to Seattle by ten bucks. Isn't that amazing? So anyway, I go in there to the to this temple. I have a wonderful time and I kind of re rejuvenate my spiritual batteries is probably a good way to say it. And then it's now about eleven o'clock and I have a four I have a five o'clock flight from Seattle back to Denver, an overnight stay in Denver, which is I'm the one of these guys that's crazy enough that I don't mind that. But an overnight stay there and then Wednesday morning at 7, I catch the flight back to Washington. So I have rejuvenated my spiritual side. I have, you know, put, put work and phone calls and the Internet and everything on the shelf for a few hours and tried to focus on, let's see, how can I make my life better? Am I living my life the way I want to live it? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it's a spiritual high. In all the years, and I've been going to these temples since I was about 19. So... What's that, 46 years? I've been going to these temples. Not once have I ever taken time out of my schedule and gone to do this and kind of rejuvenate myself spiritually and then come away from it and said to myself, man, that was a waste of time. Not once has that happened. And it didn't happen in Moses Lake, Washington either. Um, I'm going to take a quick break real quick. I'll come back and tell you some more about it, and then I'll tell you more about this adventure the last few days and some other stuff I'm working on that is really getting 
some of the, in this case, some of the spiritual junk out of my life, but it's also adding to the adventurous side of my life. And given you only get one shot at this thing, you want to make, meaning life, you want to make it as much of an adventure with great memories as possible. That's kind of how I live my life. But anyway, we'll take a break here. We're on BBS Radio with the Junk Refund Show. I'll be back in about a minute, and we'll wrap up the show and tell you a few more stories. Thanks. Have you ever hired one of those expensive junk removal companies, then wondered what they did with the stuff? Especially the good stuff. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we junk the junk. Recycle stuff like metal and wire. Donate items and get you receipts. And put up for sale the good stuff. And if it sells, you get some money back. Cynthia paid $375 for junk removal and got $3,200 back. Would you like to know how she did it? Tune in to the Junk Refund Show with your host, Alan J. Cook, every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time to get the junk not only out of your home, but also out of your life. Hey, welcome back to the Junk Refund Show. I am just having a ball uh, reliving my life for the last 72 hours because I flew from Washington, D.C. Out to, out to Seattle, then drove three hours back east to the Moses Lake Washington Temple of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is kind of where I go. I go to these different temples around the country as a little bit of a spiritual hobby. And I was just telling the story, and I mean, I've never been to Moses Lake Washington before, but to tell you, kind of make a point here, this is really interesting, as I'm sitting in this temple, and it's quiet and peaceful, and it's serene, and it's inspiring. I'm looking around, and I do this wherever I go. I'm looking around at the designs and the architecture that's in this building. Because the landscape around Moses Lake, Washington, is not Scottsdale, Arizona, or Tampa, Florida, right? It's different. So I'm looking around, and I start to notice up on the ceiling above me these flowers that are painted on the ceiling above me. And there's a five-petal white flower that is up there, and it's, it's all around on the ceiling up above me. And I'm looking at that flower, and it's got kind of an orange, what, um, center to it, something kind of protruding out from an extension, we'll call it, coming out from the center. But it's a five-petal white flower. And then I'm looking at the wood molding that's up above in the front of the room, and lo and behold, there's a large five-petal white flower. Not white. This is just carved into the wood, So, but it's a five-petal flower that's on a vine of some kind, and there's a couple of other smaller five-petal flowers on it as well. And I start to catch on to this five-petal flower thing. And everywhere inside that building, as I look around, I'm seeing this same motif, this same design. And when we build these things, these are millions of dollars a shot, folks, when we build these things. And we got 150 of them under construction right now, so I'll let you do the math. But um, millions, plural, uh, is, is what these things cost. But um, the, the, the motif kind of kept, I, I kept asking myself, okay, there's something to this. Why is that flower here? So and symbolically, when you go to a to a, a temple from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we're, we're basically um, 
trying to give people some guidance with their life and kind of the long-term viewpoint of where you could end up if you, if you do the right things kind of thing. And we have, a, we have a way to try to symbolically represent going back to be in God's presence and, being, and making it to heaven, so to speak. So when, you, when you're in the building and you kind of do what they ask you to do there and stuff, you kind of go on this mini journey of, I made it through life, and I'm going back to be with God, and man, is this awesome. That's kind of the idea. Well, we have a, a special room that kind of represents, you know, what's it like to walk into heaven, so to speak. And so you sit in that room, and it's very quiet, and it's very spiritual, and there's not a lot of conversations going on, and it's a great place to meditate, but it's ornamented and decorated very well. And as you look around that room, here I am, guess what I see? All up and down the walls and across the ceiling, five-petaled flower that is white, and some of them are a little bit, some of them have a certain color in the center and some of them have other, but there's still a five-petal white flower. And I'm just curious why that's there, because we're very big on symbolism in these buildings, and there's more than meets the eye. And, and one of the fun things is to kind of keep trying to discover what's, what's God really trying to tell me here, right? So there's a, a staff worker there sitting in this nice room, and I go over to her, and I said, hey, I... I'm here from Washington, D.C., and I can't help but notice all of these five-petal flowers that are decorated all, you know, all over the rooms here. What, does, what is that flower? Is that like the state flower of Washington or something? She goes, are you familiar with Wenatchee, Washington? I went, yeah. When I was a 19-year-old missionary for our church, one of the buddies that was assigned to the same place I was assigned to was from Wenatchee, Washington, and his family had a big farm, and she said... Wenatchee is the apple-growing capital of the world. She said, so in this temple, we have apple blossoms, we have potato blossoms, because we have, because of the nature of where we are, we grow a lot of potatoes here as well, and we also have alfalfa, or she called them wheat blossoms, because that's what the Moses Lake, Washington area is known for. Now, they don't grow a lot of potatoes in Phoenix, right? And they don't have a lot of cactus up in Moses Lake, Washington. So when you go to the Phoenix, Arizona temple, you see a certain decoration or something inside and there's certain motif. You get it different when uh, you're in Moses Lake, right? So that's one of the cool things. So all of a sudden I get it. That's why that particular flower is in that building because it's, it's known to the people in that. It's customized for the people in that area. That's amazing stuff. And see, I'm catching on. I'm going, oh, okay. That's why this flower keeps showing up. It's representative of the crops that the people in this area know well and grow. And I'm going, man, hats off to whoever designs these buildings because they make them unique around, around the world and around the country because I've been there and I've seen them, you know. So anyway, it was just a fascinating thing. And I, so I come out from that experience. And I want to take a picture of this building and I've got my hot rented black um, Dodge Charger sitting there. And I notice on the front right below the fender of the front right bumper of the car, there is a piece of what I'm going to call a guard that stretches across the entire front bumper of the car that is hanging down. And I'm going, how did that happen? 
And when you're renting a car, the last thing you want to do is turn it in and have something damaged, right? But there was a piece of duct tape on this piece that was hanging down, and I looked at it, and it was obvious that this thing was broken before, and they tried to fix it, and they taped it back up. But that morning when I left the hotel, I didn't realize that along, based on where I parked, I parked on the end spot of a row of parking lots or parking spaces, and there's a cement curb that runs along the edge of the passenger side of my car. And I just didn't notice that. So when I went to back out, I turned the steering wheel to the left and slowly start to back out, and I can't go very far because the tire rubs up against the curb. So then I straighten it out, and then I back straight out so I can go over to the temple. Well, apparently when I did that, the, the front right bumper guard underneath that bumper also caught, I guess, the edge of that cement and popped it down. It didn't take the whole thing off. It just knocked about a foot and a half of that guard came loose again, but it was still attached to the rest of the bumper. So I'm going, oh, crap, I've got to get this. You know, I don't want to turn the car in and have it something like that because they could come in and ding me for a $500 auto repair or something, right? I don't want to do that. So I, I did two things, and I'll kind of wrap up the show with this. I, when, I, when I realized that I was in the middle of the apple-growing capital of the world, I said to myself, this is a great place to get some apple pie. So I Googled best places in town to get apple pie, and lo and behold, Sherry's apple pie or Sherry's pie shop and restaurant pops up and it's only a mile away. And I go over there and I don't know if you've ever walked into the cheesecake factory and seen their display case with all different types of cheesecake that they have in there. That is about as close to heaven as you can get on earth in my opinion. But when you walk into Sherry's same idea, same glass display case with pies, a go-go listed there. I mean, actual pies inside it's pie heaven. And I went, hey, these guys know apple pie like nobody's business. This will be great. So I said, and I like to do this when I go out and visit these temples, I like to get a meal from someplace local and highlight it in my blog post. So I decided Sherry's is my place for Moses Lake, Washington. And I went in and I said, hey, what? And I remember, I got to drive three hours back to Seattle to catch a flight that afternoon. So time is kind of of the essence. And I just said, hey, what's a, what's a quick sandwich, a good sandwich you've got? And, I, and then I, I, need, I want to get some apple pie and et cetera. The lady, she goes, the, the turkey bacon club is great. Well, I love club sandwiches. So when I heard the word club, I went, sold. Give me, give me one of those. And she goes, do you like coleslaw or fries? I went, no, coleslaw is great. I love coleslaw. What do you have to drink? A blah, 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 strawberry lemonade. I went, sold. Give me a strawberry lemonade. And tell me about your pies. You must have a really good apple pie. She goes, yeah, we have a deep dish Dutch apple pie that's fabulous. I said, what's your most popular pie? She said, the Marion Berry. Now, if you know anything about the history of Washington, D.C., you'll recognize the name Marion Berry as a former mayor who was controversial here because of some activities he got involved in. But he, he was well-loved by a boatload of people in the District of Columbia. But he was also a controversial mayor. I'm assuming that's who they named the pie after. I don't know. But it, it's the Marion Berry pie, and I love berry pie. So I got a slice of Marion Berry, and I got a slice of deep dish apple. I got my turkey club. I took a picture of it so I can put it on my blog post, which I did. And if, if you go to churchofjesuschristtempletrek.com, you'll see the meal right there on the Moses Lake Washington post that I just did. But I am now armed with this, but I do have one problem. And the problem is I've got this little guard hanging down from the front bumper of my car, 
And the last thing I want to do is go 70 miles an hour into a headwind for three hours back to Seattle and have the rest of it, just by sheer physics, come ripping off. So I need to find a place to help out. I, I, what I needed was a, a, a gas station with a garage attached to it where someone could just, I could pull the car in, they could take a look and go, here, I'll tape it back up for you or I'll do something and just do a quick repair and I'm on the road. I tried gas station number one, didn't work. They didn't have any, any work bays at that gas station. Gas station number two didn't. But then I came to Les Schwab Tires in Moses Lake, Washington, and a wonderful lady who I'm trying to get on the radio show. I was hoping to get her on today, but hopefully we'll get her on next week or so. This, as I pull into the, the, the bay, and I was excited because these guys have like six bays where they're working on cars in there. And it's basically a tire shop with a bunch of other stuff that they do. As I pulled into that parking lot, a young lady who was working in the bays comes walking out, walks up to me and says, hi, can we help you? That happened in the parking lot. And I explained what my problem was and showed her, and she says, let me take a look. Now, it's been raining for the last 24 hours in this area. There is snow on the ground, and I'm here to tell you the asphalt in that parking lot is not dry. It's wet. It's not snow-covered, but it's wet, and it's dirty. And she, in her work clothes there, immediately pops down on the ground and looks and, and sticks her head under the front bumper. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I mean, she was going to get dirty. The back of her work clothes, and she was not in, you know, overalls or anything. She was in a, a work vest and a white shirt and Levi's. And I get the sense this lady's a mechanic here. This young lady's a mechanic here. And I was just kind of fascinated by what she did to the point that I'm trying to get her on the radio show as a guest so we can talk about this because this is one of the finest examples of customer service that I've seen in 40 years of business. This was unbelievable. And it was happening right in front of my eyes. So, well, she, you know, has idea number one. She goes, let me check this out. And she goes back inside and I can hear her say, Hey, where's, do we have any duct tape? Well, she comes back out with some duct tape. She goes back down on the ground, no ground cover, no cloth, no cardboard to keep herself clean. She just gets right down on this mucky, wet asphalt, sticks her head under the bumper, and is trying to attack my problem. Now, from my vantage point, that is exactly what you want. But it was so well done, it, it stunned me. I actually thought, i got to get a picture of this. This is unbelievable. I went and grabbed the phone out and came back and just got a picture of her from behind where she's down on the ground checking out my little problem. She looks at it for a minute. She's got her flashlight out. She's checking it out. She tries to tape it. She tries three times to tape it. And the tape won't stick because it's wet. And she goes, I might be able to, you know, kind of tie it back up in here. Let me see how I can do that. And she, she goes back inside and grabs, what do you call it? I'm going to call them a tie rod, but that's not what they're called. The, uh, and one of these ties that you can just, you know, tie something together and it cinches up and it's really done really well. And she comes back out. She got some of those and she looks again and she goes, oh, she goes, I can't. She, at first she said, I can't do this because there's no way to get it all the way around. And then she goes, oh, wait a minute, there's a little gap right here. Maybe this will work. And so she puts the little tie thing in there, cinches it up, and sure enough, my little problem disappears, and it goes back up underneath the bumper. So at which point, I immediately say what all of us would say, thank you, how much do I owe you? 
And immediately she says, nothing, no, no charge. Now, like a dummy, I'm standing there with no cash on me because I'm on the road and I can pretty much do whatever I need on the road with a credit card or a debit card or both or whatever. So I have no cash on me. But if I had cash on me, I probably would have said, you know, I don't know, depending if I have a 5 a 10 or a $20 bill, hopefully a $20 bill, I would have just given that to her. And I even said, hey, I don't have any cash with me, unfortunately, but I'm happy to go inside and put it on a charge card and give you a tip or whatever. No, that's not necessary. It's, we're just fine. She wouldn't take any money. This was a young lady. You don't see a lot of young ladies as auto mechanics, right? And that's part of what caught my eye is just the uniqueness of this. But she fixed my problem. She probably fixed it in 10 minutes or less. She, she got back up and I commented, oh, you're, I don't want you to get all dirty and wet. She goes, oh, it's no problem. It's part of the job. And I'm kind of going, your story needs to be told, which is why I'm telling it now. And if everything works out well, I'm going to have her on the show next week, and we're going to surprise her with something nice, um, and we're going to sing her praises. But in the meantime, um, I get my problem fixed. I've got a meal. I'm the happiest guy in the world. I'm about to drive a Dodge Charger three hours back on the freeway. Interstate 90 to Seattle, and it's going to, and I'm going to do my very best to keep it, you know, 70 miles an hour or less. When I know the car will do double that, but I, I was a good boy, and I put it on cruise control, and I drove back. I catch the flight. It takes me back to Denver. I spend the night at the Denver airport. But shout out to the people that designed the extension in uh, the terminal A because they put a lot of couches in there now, not just chairs. They put a lot of couches, and so guys like me can just fold up on those couches and sleep for no cost. And then at 7 a.m., we take off and come back to Washington, which is what I did. So I, I turn the car back in at, the, at SeaTac Airport. There's no damage on it. It looks great. I fill it up with gas, 50 bucks of gas, and only used half a tank of gas, and I drove 340 miles. And turn the car in. They give me the deposit back. I hop on the plane. I fly back to Denver, I then fly back, and I land yesterday, Wednesday at about noon, and I have taken two days to go beef up the spiritual side of my life, and I even got some work done for the junk refund business in the meantime, okay? Now I'm back in the saddle doing what I normally do, but as you can tell, I've had a great experience that strengthened me spiritually. There are now only two temples in the United States out of 86 I have not been to. And one of those I'm going to next Tuesday in my hometown of Orem, Utah. And then the last one will be in April in Bentonville, Arkansas, because my good buddies Frontier fly there, but they don't start that, they don't do that route until the springtime. So I'll wait until spring. And then in the meantime, this wonderful church that I belong to is always, you know, finishing off another temple and dedicating it and it's in service. And so I'm I'm trying to catch this behemoth construction project going on around the world by going out and visiting a couple of these each month and time has been on my side and it's now a question of can I go to them faster than they can build them and the answer is no but I'm trying so anyway I'm having a blast with this as hopefully you can tell and it's fresh on my mind because it just happened this week and last night I'm again back over at a, at a regular church kind of informal service type thing. And a friend of mine, a lady says, so where have you traveled, you know, this week? And I said, well, I was in Moses Lake, Washington yesterday morning. <laughs> and my point is it's a very small world if you get on a jet. 
And sometimes you can get on a jet and that baby doesn't cost you much at all. You know, it cost me more, it cost me almost the same amount of money to put in half a tank of gas into this Dodge Charger than it cost me to fly from Washington, D.C. to Seattle and back. Now, if that's not a great life, you need to show me something that's better than this because I'm having a blast with it. And like I try to tell people each week on this show, it's not just about getting the junk out of your living rooms and out of your garages. We're also trying to help you get it out of your life because that's an even better cause, right? We want people to have fun, exciting, upbeat lives in a lot of different areas. And this is one way I can kind of do it and at the same time teach you how to get rid of, you know, some of the clutter in your life, which makes for a better life anyway. So anyway, thanks for listening in. I hope you've enjoyed this. This is my latest adventure. I'll have another one for you next week because I'll travel to Utah and back before we talk next week. And I'll have another great experience there and try to teach my 93-year-old mother who in the world Taylor Swift is. That's going to be the challenge. But um, we'll have some fun with it. And uh, keep praying for me that Taylor comes on the show on Thursday, December 12th of this year to sing happy birthday to my 94-year-old mother because they have the same birthday, which is December 13th. Thanks again to Don Newsom, great producer and a great friend, and uh, his brother Doug, who do this BBS Radio TV network. And join us next week at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern for the Junk Refund Show, where we'll come back, and yours truly will try to teach you a little bit more about how to get the junk out of your homes, your offices, your garages, and also out of your life. God bless. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Junk Refund Show, the longest-running junk removal radio show on the air. Join us next week as we discuss innovative ways to declutter your home, your business, and your life using 20 years of junk removal experience. Find out why we give out free ice cream gift cards to our clients, too. In upcoming shows... We will explore how to get the junk out of your relationships, your spiritual life, your waistline, even your travel life. Plus, call in with questions and situations you would like some help with. At 1-800-JUNK-REFUND, we are committed to bringing the next generation of junk removal because not all junk is junk. See you next week on the Junk Refund Show every Thursday afternoons at 3 p.m. Eastern Time right here on BBS Radio TV.